Sit back and relax while you listen to the Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and with my friend Dan, we plan to inform and entertain you on everything miniature wargame related. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we're going to go over what we've been doing, a bit of the news that's been going on lately, and then what should have been done in episode one, a bit of discussion of who we are and why you might be listening to us. Um, now we'll go on to the show. Hey, Dan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Dave. I'm doing fine. Uh, as Dave introduced, I'm Dan. I'm just part of the podcast. Um, miniature Wargaming. <laughs> pretty much all my life, so, yeah. So, what you working on, Dave? Uh, so, last week, they... Re- so, we discussed the other week the pre-orders that they had done for some of the Oryx stuff for Age of Sigmar. They actually had some of come out. I was able to get two units of the uh, Beast Skewer Boys. So, I built those. I'm starting to paint those. They're they're a nice kit. There's several. I hear the hesitation. <laughs> it, it it looks great. It there's a lot going on in that base, which is not a problem. But luckily, it's um, they're all snap fit. But obviously, you can cut some pieces out so they fit better. But there's essentially sort of three distinct locations I put them in. Um, like they kind of when they go onto the base, there's the main guy actually holding the giant bow. There's a little hobgrout off to the side holding an axe. There's another yeah. set of hobgrats that are holding essentially the ammunition. Luckily, um, they all so they're not attached to the base because I had to paint them in pieces because it was just very tough to even get it primed. Well, I I tried um, stupidly when they were all together at first. That didn't work. Had to pull them all apart to do it. But it, it's a very nice kit. I do like it. Went together very very quickly. Um, I picked up one of those uh, the breaker boss, but I on uh, the Trogoth, but I have yet to actually work on him. My hope is maybe for end of the week, if possible, to get the killbows at least done enough that I can, you know, take them to play with and feel good about it. Um, yeah, and I mean, are you using um, what are they called? Oh, Lord Emmer. Oh, contrast paints. Are you thinking of using mostly contrast paints? Yes, uh, d- depending on the piece. So I do all the woods in contrast paints. They have the snake bite leather I'm using for my lighter brown woods. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the, uh, yep. I want to think it's, say it's called the uh, weird wood. It's the much darker tone. Um, it looks almost oh, black, but it comes out of very dark wood. I use that for large wood pieces where the lighter one is for usually the smaller ones. I'll use it for ropes and cables and all. Um, nice. All hobgrats are being done in the um, the contrast darker yellow. I, I do not recall the name, and I don't have it in front of me on my paint. You're station. doing them yellow. You're not doing them like a like a off, off color green. Well, I know so, on the website they would have them. Go ahead. So the hobgrat on the kill bow, they did him as I, I maybe he's actually supposed to be a, a Gretchen or something like that. But he's a bit of a green. The normal hobgrat color is yellow. And I kind of just like the idea of big boys are green and small boys are yellow. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like their skin um, for, for the actual Oryks, those know the um, the clothing and all know. I am still doing it for uh, for any of the shields that come in sort of their clan colors. I'm using either um, a red, a yellow, or a blue because I'm going to do essentially squads of each. That way I have some variety to the colors. So I'm, I'm, about half of it is being done in uh, contrast paints. And they look, I mean, the shields. I, I always got to comment on how like stupidly awesome the shields just look. Mm. 
if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I remember someone brought this up before, but that's an old design for the shield. Like that goes back, I want to say, to either Warhammer Second Edition or Warhammer Third Edition when the old orcs had that like big red squig face as their uh, symbol. So it's just yeah. really cool. It's just a callback. Most most of their their models, a lot of the stuff they put out new. If, if you've been around long enough, yeah, it is all callbacks. What's what's nice in in a lot of their units now, say in the gut rippers, what they do is the the shield they have mimics their own face to an extent. So like one of them has a patch over his eye. So on his uh, if you're looking at him on his right eye, so his shield has a metal essentially plating over his right eye. That's one pretty the, cool. One of the other ones has like one eye almost closed and like his mouth open to the side more. So the shield mimics that. So so in general, they kind of they tried to make them look like the way the particular auric does. That's actually pretty damn cool, actually. All right. Uh, yeah, that and uh, selling some old Firestorm stuff. That's the only other thing I've done this week. Oh, Firestorm. Oh, man. We'll have to do an episode oh, just discussing oh. what happened, the rise and fall. So- for those who don't know me, I actually used me and Dave actually used to be um, Firestorm vanguards for the company, and Lord O'Mercy testers almost. Yeah, well, no, and also like we would introduce the games and events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, Lord have mercy! Uh, it's just it, it's one of the like I I almost call it a tragedy because it was such a good game, but the company itself was just. <sighs> I mean, that's that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, it's what happens when when you get top heavy. That's all I'll yeah, say for way now. Way too, way too. Um, but I was able to sell my RSN fleet that for quite a bit of money. Oh, and, very nice. You know, if the game comes back and it's cool, I'll, I'll get something exactly. different then. That's fine. Right now, I, I got to buy more Oryx stuff anyway, so I might as well yeah, get the money gonna... to buy them. Plus, I mean, I know we're going to be talking about 3D printers, but I mean, most people are. Yeah. Um, uh, I was we. <laughs> I accidentally started Battlefleet Gothic in our local Hobbywoods uh, hobby shop. Um, it's just, um, it's easy to 3D print, and the game is still made by one of the, I, I think, one of the better rule writers in miniature war gaming, Andy Chambers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, I'm working so what, on what, stuff as well. It's <laughs> yeah, what, what, what have you been doing? So you told me right before we started recording of your... 100 and 182 in plates? Oh my god. I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a moment. But um, no, I actually, I jumped, oh lord have mercy, I jumped on the infinity wagon again. Uh, Is it jumped on or jumped off? What's the phrase? Uh, You fall off off the wagon when you essentially pick back up an addiction. Well, point is, I fell off the wagon and I fell pretty hard. Um, And I I told myself I was not going to play infinity again. Um, I, I told myself that you know so I had other games thing. to play, yeah. uh, but then I saw the military orders released, and yeah, so uh, most of my armies, I, I'll probably do this more on like when I talk about myself, most of my armies have a theme, um, besides the Elder, no, even the Elder, all my armies are essentially 40 mil base models and higher. So, for example, for Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer 30,000, I use Custodes and Dark Mechanicum. And even for the Dark Mechanicum, I don't use Thralls. I use uh, the um, Thalax, which are still on 40 mil bases. Uh, Eldar, I don't own, I own maybe 10 Rangers, and all of it, all it is Wrath Lords and Wraith Knights and uh, Wraith Guard. You know, Even my mm. Fantasy Army and my Sigma Army is Ogres. 
So when I saw the military orders and how, what's the word, thick they got, they got big. Most definitely. Oh, uh, and they just look so damn good. Like, um, one of my favorite models was the Holy Sepulchre Knight, which, for those who don't know, Infinity, Infinity is basically set in the future. Um, and it's it's basically a skirmish war game, but with high technological. It's, it's high technology, lots of hacking each other. Um, but essentially, the military orders are the the they shoot the best. They're the best armored, so on and so forth. But the Holy Sepulchre, um, the original model was. A very skinny knight, and the idea was that he would hollow project um, images of himself on the battlefield. And I thought that was pretty cool. The new Holy Sepulchre still does the same thing, but he went from a 40 mil base to now, I believe, a 60 millimeter base, and it is a chunky, chunky model. Um, I mean, I put that thing in a sock and I could beat someone to death with it kind of thing. Like the old metal dreadnoughts from 40 K it is, it, 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 he ate, he ate multiple people and grew big. So yeah, I, I jumped off the wagon, picked up an infinity starter box. And I also picked up a uh, motorcycle, a Knight of Montesa on a motorcycle bike. So it's basically a holy knight (laughs) on armor with a motorcycle, which is pretty funny. And and (laughs) let's be honest about this. I think it was that was the model that got you back in. Yeah, it was that of the Holy Sepulchre. Actually, I think it was the Holy Sepulchre. Seeing how thick that model was and how good it looked... um, that got me, but the night the night on the bike also got me. Just the new designs for them, because a lot of the, so uh, early Infinity, a lot of the designs for um, the infantry were I don't want to say they were similar, but they kind of were. Um, but as a, Infinity has grown as a game, especially in the new editions, a lot of the models have diversified heavily. Yeah. Like you look at a model and you know that's the, for example, Yu Jing, which is you know the Asian. Uh, uh, the Asian themed uh, uh, army, or you look at something and it's Ariadna, and Ariadna is essentially the Scottish slash English uh, version of the army. You know, they're wearing it's, it's, it's diversified the model. So when you look at military orders, there's literally you know that they are knights with their tabards and their holy symbols. You you, you can see the Knights Templar. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I that, that those models were too beautiful. I was going to do that with the monkeys, to be quite honest. The mon- they, there's an alien race called the uh, uh, Morats, which are essentially monkeys in heavy duty armor, and that was also <laughs> that was also getting me when I chose the military orders. Um, I went, I, yeah, I went Starmada because I, I, I honestly, what did it for me? I'm, when I read more about them, I looked into them. I really did like yeah. what I saw. But what I started with was, and in no way do I think I could paint this good. But the paint scheme oh, yeah. and the style, the blue, the a lightish to mid-tone blue with these sort of non non-metallic metal golds, I thought was uh, oh, striking. Nice. Yeah, we, I, the models are nice. The, people, yeah. the, the the models are excellent, and the people who paint the models are fiends. They're the models yeah. come out painted ridiculous. I look at them and then I look at myself. But yeah, no. And then Dave also mentioned that I. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys know your shame. Yeah. Oh, my shame. So, okay. So a big thing with me is when I collect armies, I collect armies. I find an army that I like and I collect them. It's, it's not even to the point of where I use them as for a tournament. Even I just collect all things. So for example, uh, he mentioned the custodies army. I have roughly 25,000 points of custodies. Uh, and that's in, I want to say 30 K points in 40 K. It's probably a hell of a lot more. Um, 
I mean, I have just 60 guardian, uh, 60, uh, 30 spears uh, troops, 30 uh, guardians with shield and sword, um, 15, oh, no, sorry, uh, 10, uh, what are they called? Uh, 10 wardens, 10 Alaris, 15 Sagittarium, 15 Benatari. It, it, I do them batches of like 10 to 15. Um, so I have, I think, 181 models. Point of reference yeah. for those who may not know. If we were going to play standard 40K tomorrow, standard 40K is, let's call it 2,000. I know points. you're going with this. How many models would you bring? Just an average. An average, yeah. I was saying. Because you can, you can always like flub the points. But on average, oh, I would but at average. most have, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five, Anywhere between twelve to sixteen models on average. Okay, so he, 16, that, and he's got a uh, hundred and eighty. Yeah, I love collecting armies. I, something about collecting the army makes me happy. It's it's because I don't really go to tournaments that often because of COVID. So I do like I like collecting and painting them. So the same thing with the Mechanicum. I have like ten thousand points Mechanicum. Uh, the Eldar, I only have two thousand points. I have more because I added the knight because I really like the yeah. look of the night. But the ogres, even, the ogres, I picked up six Feast of Bones boxes because they were just so stupid cheap. And I was like, well, I guess I now have 200 ogres to paint because they all come with noblars too. Um, but yeah, so back to, so when I collect armies, I like, I collect them. You know, I, I collect their theme. I collect everything about them. So it's not just the army I collect. I'll, for example, get their dice. So I actually do have Custodes dice. I have the Ogre dice, which are obnoxiously 32 millimeter dice that you can only fit like four in your hand and they're massive. Um, um, I have Eldar dice. I have Dark Mechanicum dice. Um, every army has their own dice set. Um, but so I, I found this uh, company called Versatile Terrain. Um, I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I just you know I want to make sure. So. Um, the versatile terrain makes nameplates, and I used them originally to make nameplates for my Titanicus, uh, my Legio Furian army. And then really I used good. them. I do need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking goddamn. Yeah. But then I got nameplates for my Battlefleet Gothic, and then I had the absolute insane idea of getting nameplates for my Custodes. Every single one of them. <laughs> and I made up a Microsoft Word document, which I now have in front of me. And I literally came up with 181 individualized, non-repeating Roman Greco names, Greco-Roman names. Um, and for the Sisters of Silence, I have 60 Sisters of Silence. Um, I th it's 20 bolt. No, it's uh, sorry. It's it's yeah. It's 20 swords, mm -hmm. 20 bolters. I think 20, 10 flamers, 10 grenade launchers. The grenade launchers are for 30K. They're not 40K. But yeah, no, I, I came up with 181 unique names. Um, and Versatile Terrain also allows you to put like titles for some of this. So for example, I have one of the names is Captain General. And that's the title. And then underneath, Constantine Valdor, who's the Captain General of the Army. But then I have like the Contemptors are all Contemptor Galatus Antonius, Contemptor Galatus Claudius, Contemptor Achilles uh, Romulus. And then if you really want to get crazy, because I'm insane, I have a knight contingent. So I have a knight and two Armager Warglaves. So the knights are literally Armager, this is their entire nameplate Armager Warglave, thy golden light, Armager Warglave, thy guiding hand. And then the Holy Knight. Holy Knight, the Emperor's Divining Judgment. So, like, these will be nameplates on them, and they just, God, they look... If you ever want to listen, so, I know there's a podcast, if anyone listens, if you ever go to uh, Instagram, I, uh, I'm on, um, 
Cuban painting minis. It's Cuban, then underscore painting, then underscore minis. You could see what the nameplates look like. I tag them all. I'll, the I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, you put Make it in the sure show notes. Yeah. For you. yeah. Yeah. So that way you could check out what the nameplates look like. But again, I'm not sponsored by Versatile Terrain. So yeah, I, I, I emailed him, um, talked to him about the order, and he goes, Yeah, sure, don't, totally do it. And I was like, Yeah, okay. And yeah, it was 181 uh, nameplates. So one of the larger orders I've ever placed. Um, Although Forge World did give me a run for the money oh, yeah. <laughs> when I ordered the Mechanicus. Um, but yeah, no. And I'm actually like, it sounds stupid. Like, people were like, why would you nameplate them? And to me, it's it's just, it's freaking cool. You know, when you have, it, like, you can, uh, usually I, I run with the higher amount of custodians. So I'll get like 16 to 18 custodians on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And the reason I have so many too, by the way, I should also point this out, is besides collecting the army, I don't <laughs> like magnetizing-ish I'll usually yeah. magnetize the contemptors or, or no, sorry, I'll magnetize like the bigger contemptors or the knight, but I don't like magnetizing smaller models. That annoys me. So I'll okay. buy models to 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 literally fit everything. So for example, the reason I have 15 spears and 15 swords is because I can literally now run three sets of five spears or three sets of five swords or mix and match. Mm-hmm. That's that's, a, that's that's variation. I have um 20 Achilles. Uh, sorry, 20 Alaris, because I have 10 with spears and 10 with axes, which is the maximum size of that squad. So it gives me, it gives me, you know, mix and match capability, essentially. I can run pretty much any army I've wanted. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's it's kind of fun to have 18 models with names on the battlefield. And honestly, I'm the kind of dude that if he dies, not to like a bolter, but if he dies to something like a, a volcano cannon, he's not coming back on the battlefield ever. He's being replaced by, you know, um, I don't know, let's see here. He's being, if, let me pull out a name here. If uh, Daripa is being, <laughs> is, is yeah, if Daripa is being hit by a volcano cannon, he just gets evaporated. Sorry, he dead. You know who takes over? Throw him right uh, in the garbage. Eudicus, exactly. Or Fulvius. Or Faustus or Fidelis, you know, many other custodians that could take his place. Ten thousand. <laughs> so so I, I'll, here's how I see it: Is it excessive? <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it, we're we're talking about a hobby, and a hobby at the end of the day is an, an excessive thing. You don't have to do hobbies, and you can decide the level to which you want to do them. If you have, Absolutely. You know, if, if you have the time, ability, money, all the sorts of things that go into it, and that's what you want. Nothing against it, because let's face it, the the other option is, you know, if the money's already burn, burn a hole in your pocket, and you're like, you know what, this is my hobby, mine, I'm going to use it for something, that's probably a better idea than let me go buy, a, you know, tons of new models for, a, you know, the, the game where maybe I don't get to play them, or maybe it's oh, cutting absolutely. into the other part I'm doing, so. I should also I think point out to the... I should also point out to the people that listen that I have a zero backlog right now. The oh, sorry, that's not true. I bought Infinity, but as it stands it's right still, now, before the Infinity, I had I had a zero backlog. So I have any time I get something, I pay. Infinity it. boxes are like uh, the big boxes are like ten models. So you probably only yeah. got like you still have a very small backlog. Yeah, it'll take me two weeks. It'll take me two weeks to get it done. Maybe even one if I focus. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's. That's what I've been working on. So I got to get. I'm um, getting the name tags either I think today or tomorrow, or t- tomorrow or the next day. Um, and honestly, the painting them is easy because um, it's just black spray paint that I dry brush uh, molten bronze, and then over the names I dry brush a little of silver to give like a burnish okay. look. Um, yeah. That way it gives it like a black gold. It, it looks really nice. It looks really nice. Um, but that's not the annoying. The annoying part is cleaning it because when it comes in, 
it it comes in with the the what are they called when you three D print uh not the frames the uh, uh oh, oh all um, all the supports and all supports yeah all yeah. the supports are still on it especially with the nameplates so. 181 nameplates and removing supporters. I'm just going to go outside on my table and just brush the plastic into the grass. And just when I lawn, mow the lawn again, it'll pick it all up again. <laughs> Honestly, what's probably a good idea, if you uh, if you got a table outside, put your table, get a an empty box, either work into the empty box or put the empty box under you and just let it snap right into that. Oh, you'll you'll catch a lot actually, more yeah. of it. Because otherwise, you true. know... Although your 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 mower is probably just going to send it all over the place. Otherwise, I would do it oh, that way. That, that might that might give you a little bit more uh, containment. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm working on. That's a uh, that's 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 going to be my backlog <laughs> for the next couple weeks. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I loved it. I I love it though. I can't wait. It puts a smile on my face. It puts a smile on my face. Because I love them, you know. The Custodians are one of my more favorite armies that I've ever played. I started collecting yeah. them when they first came out with their, it was like I think sixth edition or seventh edition. They came out with a box that mm -hmm. is like you, they weren't an even army. You had to ally them in, and I yeah. just oh, I, I, I collected like three or four of those boxes and just sold off the Land Raiders because I hate Land Raiders. Um, and yeah, no, just working on that was so much fun, so much fun. So it'll keep it'll keep you busy, and then you can get to your infinity. I'll get to mine one of these oh, days. Boy. I want to get these Oryx painted first, and then I'll worry about Infinity. I haven't even assembled it yet, because I was worried if Neither I assembled have I. it. <laughs> we, so, so our our local store, Maplewood Hobby, in Maplewood, New Jersey, we had an Infinity tournament um, last weekend, and I wanted to avoid assembling my Infinity, because I didn't want my first game back in, I want to say, four to five years to be a tournament. That Yeah, no, um, that's a bad move. That's yeah, a bad that move. wouldn't have felt well. So I was like, you know what? These guys are going to sit until I'm ready. I think next week I'll get to them and I'll, I'll work on now, them at the, least so the I can Infinity, get them. Yeah. The Infinity community isn't that bad. You know, they're, they're actually oh. pretty good people. There, there are communities that are bad. Um, <clears throat> War Machine. Um, but, <laughs> like the Infinity community is bad. But tournaments are still. Yeah. Yes. The, the game it's itself is, is very much you, you made this small mistake. You face the wrong way because it's a game with facing. You are going to pay for it now. It's not a oh, very yeah. forgiving game. You know, everyone no, I've ever not. played in it is very, very nice. But if you make a mistake and we're playing a competitive game, I'm going to make you pay for it. Infinity is a oh, game yeah. where you will pay for it through the teeth. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, it's very fast. It's a skirmish game by its, by its literally the most skirmish, the skirmish games, right? Yep. And, um, it, it's you react to enemy move. You literally react to enemy movement during his movement. You can literally yeah. shoot his his models as he's moving across the board, and they cross your line of sight. So it's a very, you know, it's 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 a tough game, but it's freaking fun though. Jesus, yeah, it is fun. And, and in addition, we'll, we'll um, in a future thing, we'll have someone on to to kind of go over go over oh, have I? to discuss. Oh, more. you know a person. I, we know, we know a person. Nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we got people for just about everything. So yeah, pretty much we play everything. Yeah. It's nuts. Just just about. All right. <laughs> All right so uh, let's yeah. we're gonna go on to um just a, a little bit of news. Not not for too long because we have some other yeah. we have another big topic we want to get to. But so there's a, a, a little bit of news, mostly from the big companies that we follow. Be it um GW FFG, I follow a lot as well as now uh, Atomic Mass Games since they're the ones who have the miniature license 
for all the Star Wars games all under um, Asmodee. So um, GW-wise, um, I don't know what they're doing for 40K because, honestly, I don't follow 40K. I don't – So I, I, I wish I cared. Oh, I got you on this one. So, so the 40K, not really. So rumors are that um, mm-hmm. Custodes, Codex, and Gene Steeler Gold Codex will come out in December. Um, and rumors are as rumors go. But the big thing is the person who's releasing the rumor pretty much has guessed 100% or at least 99% of the time what the releases were. Okay. Um, we're not sure who this dude is. Maybe he works for GW, but every time he releases something uh, on, I think he, it's Reddit that he releases the information. Uh, it's been right ninety nine percent of the time, right? With some like okay. variations to the points or like to the name sometimes, but it's it's the releases and and the rules are usually the same. So we're probably looking at a Custodes Gene Stealer was um, release right uh, in December, and it's gonna be like a box essentially is what the the rumor is, um, and then oh, for thirty okay. k. And for 30k, this is the big thing where people are going. To, so 30k had a big leak uh, last month mm-hmm. with a bunch of pictures showing a box set. Um, and it was 30k models and it was plastic marines. Let me see if I pulled the picture. So, um, but the big there were two big things. First of all, it looked like a new version of the rules. Now there were templates in the picture, so. Hopefully, we're all hoping that it doesn't move to 8th edition, right? We're all hoping it stays that kind of 7th edition, 30K that we all know and love. Uh, here's how, the how long? How, how long have they had their rule set? Do you have an idea of how long uh, so it's been? Yes, yes. It's been since 5th. So originally okay. 30K is from 5th edition. And then 6th okay. and it, So the modern day 30K is a mixture of 5th, 6th, and 7th. It basically okay. fixes 5th, 6th, and 7th and combines them. Um, okay. But originally it was a fifth edition rule set. And now it's more of a it's close close enough to a seventh edition rule set. Um, which for those of you who play 40k was the time of armor values and um, you know, weapon oh, skill. Yeah, they don't do which, that yeah, I know. But yeah, no, so the, we, there's a scatter die, there looks like templates, so but the big reason is, so I'm looking at this picture. It looks like um, there are new 30K plastics, right? New plastic. Because GW released that plastic um, that plastic 30K, the, the Horus Heresy plastic marines before, and people buy those up. You know, if you yeah. want a 30K, if you ever want to play 30K, little tips and tricks, if you ever want to play 30K ever, and you want to start, find those, those plastic box sets. Those things come with like 60 marines, and they're all plastic Horus Heresy models. With some Terminators that are old heresy models. So that's the best bet. Anyway, so yeah, it, it looks like there's a Contemptor that's plastic with a new missile pod. Because people are like, oh, this can't be leaks. And then you look at the missile pod and the Contemptor, and it's a completely new design. And then mm-hmm. this is what got people crazy. So it looks like there's going to be a plastic Spartan. So for those who don't know what a Spartan is, a Spartan is a, uh, is a GW Land Raider that's on crack. It took steroids. It's a Forge World model, actually. It's a Land Raider that's about one and a half times its size. Two times. Let's say two times. It's chunky. It's massive. It's heavy. The the treads alone are these massive pieces of resin. And it's a bunch of money on Forge World. Um, But when they released these pictures, or sorry, when they leaked these pictures, the Spartans showed up in the box set. So the only way that was going to happen is if it's plastic. So if they release a plastic Spartan, that'll be, oh my lord, oh my lord, have mercy! I, I did just you pull know, it up. 
I, I just looked it up on the yeah. uh, the subreddit for no no yeah on well on the subreddit for Warhammer 30k of oh, the, yeah. uh, the not terrible but not great pictures that someone has taken of it all and yeah but it, yeah, it, pretty, like, it looks nice they're pretty specific like you can still see the yeah. scattered die you can still see the template and the funny part is again some of these models exist you know there's some changes mm -hmm. like again the the missile launcher on top of the contemptor. Um, I think the Terminators were the same. Well, I, I think the, the um, Sons of Horus Marines were a little bit different. But like I said, this looked like an actual box set. So we're not sure when it's going to come out. There's been really no releases for Horus Heresy recently. But they keep producing articles, which is really weird, you know? They go, oh, Destroyers, have you tried them? So we're most likely seeing a release for them. So that's GW. Yeah, that's the guys. Yeah. Also, I should point out they also did Aeronautica, but who plays that? Yes, that's actually what I was about to mention. Is you know talking about they haven't done releases in a while. Aeronautica, I, as far as I know, hasn't been talked about in months and months and months. So now they're doing a box of uh, Eldar and, yep. and Space Marines, I think, or whoever else is the other side. Now here's the sad part: I, they actually released those model releases last. They showed those models. Oh God, when did they show those models? I say back in May or June. Those models yeah. were pre because that was when they made the troll joke of a, a, a plastic thunderhawk and people got super excited, and then it was uh, a plastic okay. thunderhawk for not yeah it was oh that? people were mad oh <laughs> 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 the salt was real um, yeah it was it was really bad but no um they released a picture of those models what is it months ago probably even before June July probably like May or uh, before that but um yeah they're finally coming out but anyway, yeah that did come out of the woodwork. That that did come out of I don't know where. <laughs> COVID COVID's making it tough right now. Yeah. Um, I was reading reading earlier today how there's a backup of like fifty container ships off the the ports in California just waiting to get in and they can't. So I mean, it, shipping is still a nightmare in general. They don't produce mo most of the GW stuff is produced you know in Nottingham. It's in their own location. Um, but even still, just getting it shipped around, just getting your 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 ship into a port is a problem. Let alone if it's coming yeah. from China. So, oh yeah, but uh, that that's interesting. I'm I, I'm happy that they're actually doing more with with thirty yeah. k or, or supporting more of these niche um, sides they have because that's always one of the problems I have with with GW or sort of the feel is that sometimes hey, come out with this cool game, this cool idea, and am I going to get enough to really play it? Because if you know, exactly. say with Aeronautica. If you're going to give me three releases and then not going to talk to me for six months or more, I can't get people into a game for that. No, yeah. Versus something like Titanicus, which is a, you know, a third-party game for GW, but that gets releases, God, what, every two months? Every three months? I, yeah, I would say probably about every three months. And in, yeah. if it misses that, that, because in the last while it easily could have with COVID going on, a lot of things have missed. Even if they have, they still do regular articles as well as talking about, if not a exactly, GW yeah. model, there's at least like maybe Forge World Weapon Pack or some, something on the horizon. And they always let oh, you yeah, know that yeah. we got something we're working on. So, um, so, so for a bit of other news, um, for anyone who, who follows anything through Fantasy Flight Games, they had their, um, in, uh, their state of play, um, this other week so I, I i sat and listened to that so just a, a few highlights um i know from the conversation afterwards there was a lot of people who felt wanting from the end of it um mm. if you like if you like something they do most of it was good 
but very little was new. So, like, for Marvel Champions, which, if you haven't played it, so it's a great card game. We'll discuss that one of these days just to go through it. They um they told us, okay, the new hero, it's going to be Vision. The next box with um with uh, a sort of campaign box they do, it's going to be Spider-Foes. They're going to put Miles Morales, Ghost Spider in there. They mentioned the Sinister Six is going to be one of the scenarios that you go against, what that's going to look like, who knows. Very exciting. But we knew something was going to happen for that. We didn't necessarily know that's exactly what it was going to be, but we were aware of something. Um, you know, they they talked about okay, hey, for Descent, yeah, it's going it's going real great. We got some cool looking stuff for it. We're gonna have some more stuff coming out in the future. You know, oh for you know for different games. Oh, you know, yeah, it's going well. We got some more stuff coming out in the future. Not much in terms of of dates, and that's understandable. Right now, you can't really talk about dates of things. Um, the biggest exciting thing that everyone on the stream was hoping for, wishing for, and couldn't believe whatever actually happened was the um, the first expansion that they've done for Outer Rim. Now, Outer Rim is a, it's a great board game. came out several years ago. There's been a clamoring for, for some sort of expansion for it, anything like that. Talked about it for a super long time, and they finally, at the very end of it, said, yeah, we're, we are doing one with an, a literal mic drop at the end, mind you. Um, the the head of the studio actually dropped his mic and actually it did kind of split apart when he did that. So that was nice. They um they informed more about how uh, KeyForge is broken. Um, yeah, this one you have to explain to me. So so, so for anyone who's not aware, um, KeyForge is another game made by originally by Andrew Garfield, who if you've played a game, there's a very good chance he has had some sort of influence on it. So he's best known for magic. He's the man who made magic what it is. And um, essentially, he came up with Keyforge as a sort of, as he put it, what he loved most about magic in the beginning was, I went to the store, I got a pack or two, I crack it open, and hey, look what I got. I'm going to play it against my friend. Like, this is going to be cool. His was never, at least from the way he, he makes it sound, it was never necessarily the, you know, Know, pre-built sort of thing. It was more of the wonder and excitement of what you could find and what could it do and what did my friend yeah. get and what's that going to do to me and all that kind of thing. That makes sense. So Keyforge's main idea is that um, the decks are pre-built, but they are done in a randomized way. So if if we think of a set, a set that they come out with would have, um, essentially they do houses. Let's say it has eight houses in it. And your deck is going to be made up of 15, uh, 15 cards. Pretty sure it's 15 cards. Don't quote me on that. But essentially 15 cards of each house. So you got three houses in there. And, you know, what you get in your deck and what I get in mine, we will never find the same deck. Now, our decks could be very similar. Maybe we have a lot of cards the same. But there's going to be something that's different. They all have unique names. All of it is essentially algorithm generated with a certain amount of, for for lack of a better word, rares and stuff like that. And there, there's some more into it. We can kind of talk about some of the more things that they do. But um, the big thing is that it's created with an algorithm and they need to use an algorithm because something needs to be able to put these decks together in a way that fits the rules. So correct amount of cards, correct amount of houses, all that sort of stuff. What happened is, and they mentioned this the other week, is that their algorithm is just, just broke, just doesn't work. Um, they didn't, for obvious reasons, go into exactly what happened 
I'm sure they can't. There's been all kinds of crazy speculation. But essentially, their outcome doesn't work. So they have to rebuild it. And while they're doing that, you can't put out anything for the game because you don't have anything to actually put your decks together. Exactly. That sucks. That's almost... Man, I don't, I don't even know how that I could even like relate to that because like, I, you know, I was going to say, oh, that's like if the Age of Sigmar um, uh, army builder broke. But no, you could still use the books, you know? You could still it's, use the books to play. The, the best analogy for maybe a miniatures game is if every single one of your molds broke all at the same time. Oh, oh. No, because you can't produce your models until you fix yeah. it and correct that problem. That's essentially what it is. Their molds broke. So there was supposed to be a new set coming out in the pretty near future. Um, again, with COVID, who knows exactly when, but in the pretty near future. But it's essentially been put on a, a hiatus currently. They said they're absolutely bringing it back, but they've got to work on this. In the meantime, they said they are working on a digital form. So, and that's people have been calling that for a while. There is there is currently digital platforms, but nothing official. It'd be nice to see a nice official version of it. But um, it was nice. I'm glad I watched it. I got reasonably excited because I've always kind of liked their board game aspects and and the sort of things they do. And I think the scent's a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying that. But I didn't hear much other than the outer rim that I wasn't expecting. I kind of I kind of figured we got what we got. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't outer rim also a video game? Right? It might be. It probably oh, is. I gotta, I gotta search this up. Hold on. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna drive it because I feel like I've heard this as a. Hold on. It probably is. I wouldn't doubt oh, that it is. Oh. I don't know for sure, yeah, but I, I wouldn't. Doubt I have a rim on Steam, maybe. Let's see. No. Okay. Never mind. Oh, I swear to God, there's a game with like a very similar name, and it's gonna drive me up the wall. Something rim. Oh man, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. I know it's gonna come to me later Outer on. Outer worlds. Oh, is it Outer Worlds? Hold on. You're hold thinking on. of the Outer Worlds, which was a I great had, I had to get it Outer Worlds. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I know this name sounds familiar. It's going to drive me up the wall. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about something. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Um, last, last bit of, of, of big news. Um, so AMG, the Atomic Mass Games, they are also owned by Asmodee, the same people that own Fantasy Flight Games. Um, they, over the last year or so, were given the Star Wars license. So they have all the Star Wars miniature games. They have Legion, X-Wing, and Armada. So they do a yearly mini-stravaganza. Um, so their original game was Marvel Crisis Protocol. Now they have these other ones. So originally it was just about that game, but now they got more things. So now they're discussing all their various games. Um, some of the things just to you know kind of point out, and again, other people got to this first, but one, um, X Wing's got some some new designs, some new ideas that they put together. Um, so like the game used to be you play until someone's dead, um, now it's 12 rounds. They've come out and said, you know what, it's 12 rounds, and you know what, that's not a problem. The game doesn't go more than that. If you're in a tournament, it's timed anyway, you know. Oh, um, makes sense. They changed the um, the bid mechanic. So the bid mechanic used to be, oh, if I'm less points, then I get to decide who goes first or second. And that's important because if we tie, if I'm going first, I get to move first and shoot first. I'll get to do things before you do. What they said is, well, it's going to be a random roll now. We're going to remove that. Where they Essentially, they were tired of, you got 200 points for your list and people are trying to shave down points and all these sorts of things. They're like, no, 200 points, play 200 points. You're going to randomly roll and see who gets to go first. Or who gets to make oh, that determination? Okay, um, okay. So, mm, mm, say I did play Star Wars for a little bit. I you did. Um, 
Oh, wait, is Bernie? Wait, hold on a second. I think my dog's outside. Hold on. <laughs> That's all right. Is Bernie outside? Oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> Mine came back here. And I thought he was about to start bugging me, but then he just walked to the front. Hold on. Give me one second. That's all right. <laughs> we just realized Bernie's outside. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I have a... Hold on. Let me see something. Right. I'll, I'll discuss a little bit more of the design decisions they did. Um, the other thing is it used to be you, you could essentially hide points. So let's say I built a list, 200-point list, which is, is the game should be. Never. But my opponent Never. only made 190-point list. That means they have 10 points that I can't get because the game is essentially won by destroying more points or having more points. You can get it for yeah, half half hull and, and stuff like that or, or half um, – not half hull, essentially half value and all. There's ways to get points other than just pure out killing, but – if you have hidden points, if you didn't put all your points in your list, there's points I can't get. So what they do now is, well, the game is 200 points. Any amount you're under, your opponent immediately gets. So if I only build a 190, you start off with 10 points automatically. Which means that there's no reason to really underbuild. You know, you'll throw on the extra upgrade because you're going to give away points anyway. So I, I got a point free. I'll find something. I'll throw a one pointer on someone. And maybe over time, I'll find some one-pointers that I really like the look of. Maybe I'll find something that really does good for me. Um, I and I was going to explain exactly what you were explaining, by the way. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, that was that was one of the big things. And, and and luckily, they they saw that that was something that happened. They saw this new system could still have that, and they they corrected it. Um, the other big thing, and something that X Wing has needed forever. They talked about the idea that in the future there will actually be sort of missions. Right now, X-Wing is I fight you, whoever gets more points wins. It doesn't have objectives or anything like that. That's what they started discussing, which I'm very excited about. I think that'll really bring some people into that hobby or back into that hobby. Yeah. And you know what? I love it when it, when a company kind of sees its mistakes and fixes it retroactively. Um, because I don't think they're not releasing a new edition. They're just kind of retroactively oh. fixing certain things that they didn't like. Well, so that's well, always keep, good, you know? Keep in mind, they weren't the ones who put this together. FFG was. Oh, that's right. AMG took it over. We don't know what FFG had in mind. Some of their ideas that AMG mentioned might have been the same ones that FFG was going to do. Um, that kind of stuff we don't know. But they have now said that here's what they have in mind. Everyone I talked to, so I was actually at um, at Red Seal Gaming the other day because it's close to me and they had model that I needed. And they were doing an impromptu uh, X-Wing tournament that day just to teach some of the new players how a tournament is. So they can kind of get uh, one that, you know, doesn't really count under the belt. Like it counts, but it's just locals. They didn't advertise it out. You're not going to get any you know, crazy strong sharks in there or anything like that. It's the people you play with on weekly, but that way you can kind of get a feel of a tournament. Um, and everyone yeah. that I was talking to, everyone was very positive on these changes, which is, is nice. The community is really coming around them for it. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other thing they mentioned, um, so Marvel crisis protocol is their big game with AMG. So a lot of it was about that. They showed some of the new releases. They have rogue gambit, Come, Rogue and Gambit coming out. They have Juggernaut. They have Colossus right, Gambit, and Magic. Gambit, Gambit is the best yeah. X Men. We do realize this, right? Now, you can fight me on this, but Gambit was is the best X Men. I was a kid. I thought he was. 
Oh yeah, everyone. I, like and we're talking about the original '90s cartoon um, that we grew up with. Yeah, Gambit was the goddamn best. He was. I haven't he, gone back and watched that in some time, but I need to. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I have. Oh my oh, lord, have mercy. It's so Honestly, I watched it not too. But we did it as a drinking game. But I watched it not too long ago. It wasn't really that bad. It, now it's not necessarily as good as some stuff that comes out now, but it. it I, I think it's it's pretty good for what it is, even without the nostalgia hit. Um, but the nostalgia hit is what story actually makes was great. it. Let me rephrase this. Yes. The story was great. Like the uh, oh my god, the whole entire when they went to the uh, the, the the lost island with uh, the guy yep. who transformed into a dinosaur that was great with sinister. Oh my lord! But the like Savage dialogue, so, yeah, Savage the dialogue was just so. <laughs> It reminded me of like uh, the old Batman, you know. Oh man, the, the kid shows. A, I can't blame it. Was a kid show during the nineties. The dialogue I thought was okay. The animation was downright atrocious at some points. Points where like people don't even have two eyes. Oh, stuff like that. Like it's you can look up if you ever if you not that you know, necessarily if you want to drink, but even if you don't, you can look up the drinking game related to it. Um, there's various ones out there, and half of the things on there are about animation fails, essentially. Uh, Oof. But um, Oof. I am excited for his box. It is a game that I play. I'm um, I'm excited for anything related to the mutants. I I I like that. That's where they're going right now, and that's what they're putting a lot out of. Um. Not only Jared, Marvel, all, all that stuff looks really nice. Not only if Marvel and uh, who owns the X Men still Fox? If only Marvel and Fox can get off their ass and actually put the X Men in the Avengers movies. Oh man, I, 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 I don't read as many comics as I would like to, but I do read some comics, and I have to say, anytime I read some like Avengers comics, it always throws me the first time when I read it, and then there's like Wolverine hanging out with them. I'm like, wait, yeah, you, oh yeah, because. You're actually in this. All of you guys are in this. Yeah. Like it's, it was a little it's bit weird not time. to see Wolverine as an, an Avenger because yep. he's actually pretty. Like he, him, and Captain America are like actual buds because they actually yep. hate they hate Stark together. You know, they're both war heroes. They both fight for America. They're both rugged individualism. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So I think what we'll get to now then is we'll get a bit into the not that it'll be longer than what we've done so far but sort of the meat of the show yeah. and um so our first episode we essentially uh, the, the the whole purpose of it we were going to do a short recording just to test things out and we ended up talking for a while and i said you know what it's content let's put it out there don't waste content baby let's go um but what we should have done for first episode, what we're going to do today, is just a bit of an introduction to discuss, you know, who we are, a bit of our background, essentially why you're listening or why you might be sitting here listening to us. Um, so first question to you, Dan, is when did you actually get into this hobby? What brought you in? So, yeah, so ironically, th- th- this is the funny part. This actually, this question was asked of me when I was having um, – a little dinner with my, our next door neighbor because um, our, our next door neighbor has a he's a train collector and an electrician and he invited mm-hmm. me to the basement and uh, his entire basement is one I think he his Z scale what's the really small one is that Z or is that N N is 8 millimeter I want to say it's yeah. closer to 8 millimeter and Z is oh like, I think it's bigger it might be Z then yeah right, it was probably N or Z, little trains. He's, his whole entire basement his whole entire basement 
is one gigantic train place. And so he was discussing me, like when I started, and it's it's funny, we all kind of started at the same time. I started when I was around seven and eight years old um, because there, um, uh, there was a mall that opened up near me. Um, and the mall, that, I didn't live in a great town. I lived uh, in a more urban setting. And so for a mall to open up near you is a pretty big deal. And in that Absolutely. mall was a games workshop and i remember passing by and i wasn't big into video games at the time um i was more into like cars and building cars and trucks and stuff um my family wasn't that you know that rich either so we walk into the games workshop because it's toys you know what i mean and i remember Mm -hmm. seeing the models on the display case and you know the one thing about Games Workshop stores is that damn they have some really good they can sell you on something damn yeah and I remember they, they know what they got old kid yep and 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 uh, I fell in love and this is when they first came out and that's a story for another uh, I first I fell in with the Tau and so I picked up a box of Tau and they were cheap back in the day before the prices they are today um, picked up a box of Tau I went home built it painted it as awfully as I possibly could. <laughs> and that kind of just started it. That kind of started. Oh God, yeah. I used um, I used my father's acrylic paint uh, to paint my models. Uh, right. Please it, tell it. me you use craft paint. That's what I want to uh, hear. Oh, close enough. Close enough. It was like acrylic <laughs> painter's paint. It came out so thick. Oh, I have I have one of my original models that I first started just to save it for nostalgia. And it's just it. Oh my God, it looks like I took a crowd to it. It's awful, but I was so proud of it. You know what I mean? I was so proud of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. And yeah, that just that was my first gaming experience. You know? Right. How about you? So I I also grew up I grew up in a less urban environment, but in a very you know, like like further down in South Jersey. And if, if anyone knows anything of South Jersey, the one thing it does not have is money in any way. Or uh, you know, back when I was growing up, the big news was when they put in the Walmart. Um so, so there was there wasn't a hobby there, as far as I know. There never was. There might not even be now. So honestly, I didn't start getting into you know I I started D and D when I got into college. You know, so that that was sort of my my entry point. And now some of the people I'm playing with we now try. we've been playing for almost twenty years together. You know, because probably at the time of like say nineteen or something like that we started playing. Um, after that though, I didn't get into miniature war gaming until. It was during fifth edition of of Warhammer 40k. I don't remember exactly where in terms it was in fifth edition. I just know I was in college and I don't think I was in grad school yet. I think I was still an undergrad at that point. And I remember um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Spencer, was like, hey, me and a couple other guys, we're going to play this game Warhammer 40k. Like, I don't know anything it about. Not sound more like a drug deal. I want to point out this could not sound more like a drug drug deal. Uh, hey man, you got some Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, but that that's accurate for the hobby. At the end of the day, it is. It is essentially a drug deal. Like, hey, why don't you come come on, try try this out, try some models, play with this stuff a little bit, and I'll go buy that over there. So Spencer showed you what. He didn't even show me the game. He told me, "Hey, I'm going to get oh. into this game." Or, or, or another friend of ours, Jay, oh, we're going to do this game. A couple other people. There's supposed to be, I don't know, four or five of us going to get it. And I was like, you know what? Cool. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Let me go read a little bit about it. I knew a little bit maybe from like the video games. And I was like, ah, it seems cool. So I sat down. I listened to um, 
the independent characters, they did an episode or two episodes. I don't remember how many it was on what each faction is, what they're about and all of that. So I sat down, I listened to that about twice over and I was like, all right, I'm going to get blood angels. They sound cool. Let me go do that. And my, my first memory of going to Maplewood hobby was going there. I don't even remember exactly what happened. I know the, 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 the store manager, rich, when I was all said and done, he had loaded a a battle force and a bunch of paints and all kinds of stuff into my hands and the whirlwind ends with me spending i don't know however many couple hundred bucks and i walk out and i'm just like i don't i don't even know what to do with this stuff so i just had to go start looking up youtube videos of like of literally everything even how to prime stuff because i never had did any of that before i was worried you know i lived in an apartment at the time wait so i can go outside and do this what what, what about the weather and all of that and uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I got into a much, much later. I find it funny. I find it funny that you're mentioning YouTube. And when I yeah. started it, YouTube hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. So, like, all that, yeah, I, it was, I was I was still using Britannica. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We had that <laughs> stuff yeah. on uh, CD. I got in the fourth edition. Fourth edition is when I started. So what was, uh, so what was your first game? What was your first game? Then. So, so, so for me, it, it was that, and it sounds like it was for you too. I mean, Actually, so I'm putting the things, you know, like not not counting, yeah. you know, big things like uh, Monopoly yeah. and other other yeah. garbage so things like that. I, ironically, not, it's not, and this is where really. it gets really creepy. This is so. This is a story that kind of like I tell because it's a really. So when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. I got chicken pox, right? This was back in the day. And when I got chicken pox, my parents, to make me feel better, um, got me toys. Now, I'm going to okay. explain the toys, and that for some listeners, they might be smiling. So the toys were something like a hatchet man, a hunchback, um, and they were really cool robots. Like if the hunchback got shot in the chest, the leg would blow out, or the axe man, uh, the missiles would come off the top, and if it hit the head of the Thor, right, which is another mech, it would pop the head off. They would eject it. It had a mauler. And then eventually those toys went away. And then when I was in school, I always remember this. We were very young in school. Um, we, we downloaded video games on the computer because, you know, that's what you do when you're a kid and stupid. Absolutely. And we downloaded, a game called, we downloaded a game called Mech Warrior. And it took me a while to realize that the toys that my parents bought me were the Battletech action figures from the TV show Battletech, which is also the you know leads into the video game Mech Warrior. So technically, my first ever game was playing with with these Battletech toys and 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 shooting SRMs at each other and blowing off pieces of the mech. It's not really a game, I should say, but that that was my first introduction to like miniature war gaming. Believe it or not, I I didn't even know they did like toys for children i just thought it was the miniatures for the game I'll, I'll, sure I'll, take 10 seconds and here let me see i guess BattleTech toys let me see if that works on google yep type in BattleTech toys on google and when i was oh. a kid with chicken box yeah i had no idea that this was mech war no you know this is BattleTech. Uh, I didn't know what BattleTech was i was a stupid kid these are just really cool robots where the head ejects or like the the uh, you know, you shoot missiles at each other. That's stupid cool. You know, they even have little riders inside the mech. You know, you put pilots in them. Um, and it wasn't until later that I realized I was playing Battletech 
<laughs> on my house floor uh, with with Battlex. Yeah. Dude, at least I had a friend decide to get me in. Your parents got you in without even knowing what they had done. Oh, to you. man. They gave, they gave me the crack early. They gave me the crack early. Yeah, no. And I'll always, I still have, and this is, I will never, I still have that blue. It's the blue and, what is it, like blue and gold and bronze, that blue and bronze mauler. I still have it. I, I lost all the other ones. I broke and lost all the other ones, but I still have that baller. And the head still ejects. The spring still works. Oh, man. That that puts a smile on my face, though. <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything about toys, though. So I in my I think that they're actually in my basement or it might be in the guest bedroom because that's a great spot in case we have someone stay over and they want to play with anything. I still have my old um, Aliens toys from the movie because I was that weird kid oh, when cool. I was super young. It was my favorite thing. I remember saving up like literal change so I could go and buy various yep. Aliens toys. But I still Mind got you, at Toys R Us. At the Toys R Us, of course. Because there was no Target. Oh, most definitely. No uh, yeah. Actually, oh, toys, target? so let me say, there was no Toys R Us with uh, maybe about 40 minutes away from where I was growing up. Uh, okay. So actually, we went to and got them from Kmart. Oh, Kmart. I remember yep, Kmart. Where I bought all my toys. They were like four ninety five each. And I was like, when I was super little and I didn't even understand taxes at first. And I'm like, wait, why do I give them $5? And they're like, we need more money. You know, like too young to even realize that like, oh yeah, sales tax is a thing. But yeah. Still got all right. So what, what's your favorite part of the hobby, Dave? Well, what's your favorite part? Um, I think... It, I, I will I will say I think it varies and I think it can vary week to week. I I think overall I love the idea of playing a little bit more than I actually like to play. It doesn't mean I don't like to. I do like playing with them. But let's face it, at the end of the day, that's what we spend the least amount of time in the hobby on. You know, you are assuming you play a miniature game that you're going to build and paint or that you you want to paint. You're spending so much more time building, painting, list building, theorizing, thinking than actually playing. Mm-hmm. I think it it's sort of that, you know, somewhere between the painting slash to just just kind of you know taking all of it in, and you know maybe a little bit of that that theory crafting or, or thinking about what you have or what could come out or what's coming up next. Um, not that I don't mind building, depends on the model. Some I like building. My Infinity, I'm not going to lie, I'm also putting it off because I hate assembling metal models. Um, the painting, once I get into it, once I really start it up again, you know, then I really get into that part and I will spend multiple hours a day painting. Um, it's probably, it's probably somewhere between the painting to, you know, just the, you know the, the general excitement of of what's to come. I'd have to say. Yeah. How, how how about for you? For right now, I know oh. it has to be it has to be anything other than playing because I know you're not really getting out to play much. Yeah, no. COVID nineteen. I have a different. I have a two year old at home, and I I do yeah. go to. Um, I know our my local shop Maple what I love, but um, I've been going to Mythicos because they actually mandate masks there a little bit more. So I just yeah. to be safe. I go to Mythicos. Um, but um. Yeah, no, my favorite part of the hobby. Oh, okay, so it's split. It, it's a it's a hard. I don't like painting, even though I paint my armies very quickly. I, I painted the. That surprises yeah. me. You okay, paint yes, so much, so, and you paint you paint faster so than anyone I know. 
Well, I know the ogre army that looks really good. That how many? Oh my god, how many ogres did I paint? That took me a month. A hundred and eighty noblars is part of that army. It took me a month. Um, I don't like painting though because uh, I, if I get into it and I'm sitting down and I'm like listening to a, a play a podcast or a YouTube video, then I'll paint. But I have to be in the mood, and I have. And what I'll do is I'll finish in one day. Look, if I have three venatoria on my desk, they're getting done today, or they're getting done the next day as the ink dries. You know what I mean? So that's why I yeah. don't like it because I get kind of obsessed. Playing right. is obviously my favorite, but but this is this is my. I love the building slash customization of modeling. So one of my favorite things to do is to. Take a normal model, you know, build a normal, but then like pose it a different way, or maybe cut the shoulder so I can angle the arm differently, or or customize like one of my favorite things. Again, if you post the Instagram link on there, but um, yeah, yeah, I made an Imperial Knight, a dark mechanic Imperial Knight, and I custom made. I think you know the model I'm talking about. I custom made the chainsword, right? Yeah. And it's a huge, like almost a broadsword version of a chainsword that he's like he's on a rock and he's holding it as he's looking out in the distance. And so it's one of my favorite models of all time. I love customizing models and making them look slightly different because, um, like building them normally is fine too. You know, following the instructions is fine because you got to learn how to build it. But then taking that same model and then like you know posing it a little different, like well. Um, Give you a good example. Give you a good example. So, so some of the custodies models. One of the custodies models for the shield captain model is that he has his sword in his hand, but it's like straight down. You know, he's like he's holding it like, like very much like an old knight templar, holding it straight down with one hand. You know, what you can do is if you cut the arm correctly, you can actually angle it so that. Pardon me. You can angle it so that the sword now kind of goes behind his back. In, at an angle, right. so it's almost like he's 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 holding on oh, like a, a weird anime style knife essentially, but he's holding it like a weird anime style knife where he's holding it essentially behind his back at an angle, almost ready to like swing it forward and slap slash someone. And it's a stupid, simple, easy thing to do, but it makes the model look different, very, very, very different, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, cut. Yeah. painting is always my least unless I'm actually need to do it. But no, customization of a model and like, and it sucks because then you see it gray and you're like, I don't, I don't want to ruin this by painting. But seeing the yeah. model like just, just come together and it's almost kind of beautiful with all the various grays and whites and resins that you put in and all the cuts you see, like you, you it, it, it's almost kind of beautiful in a way. Like one of the things I want to work on is um. I want to make another custodies. But no, that's actually true. I saw this uh, Sigmar model, and God, Sigmar, Sigmar, uh, not Sigmar. What are they called? Uh, Stormcast. So the Stormcast okay, model Stormcast, yeah. of of the dude piercing the ground with his fist. Like it looks like he's teleporting in, and he's punching the ground with his fist, and the and the ground is like crumbled, right? Is, is and I'm thinking the myself, with, uh, the the cape with the hammers on the bottom. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. He's like, he looks like he's like teleporting down. And in my head, I'm like, I have a perfect cape. And if I turn that fist into an actual power fist, that's a that's a goddamn custodian right there. That that straight up is a custodian teleporting in, smashing the ground as he comes in from teleportation. Right. So I'm te very tempted not to do that, because God forbid me if I buy another custodian's model, I'm gonna cry. But like that's the stuff I love. I love coming up with these really, really stupid, cool, like poses and 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 just 
I don't know. That's just, that's always been my thing. It, it, it's always, so I also like, I also have guns, right? Even with the guns yeah. that I own, I love customizing them. It, it sounds stupid, even more than just going to the range and shooting them. Just putting on different pieces, breaking them apart, looking at how they work, putting them back together, changing out even some minor springs for some better springs. Stuff like that is fun for me. I've always had, I used to do that also, sadly, as a kid. I used to take apart my dad's uh, stereo and uh <laughs> much to his dismay but i've always been like that sure. i love the customization the customization always like gets to me that's always i, been I, look, I looked it up the model you're talking about is uh guarded steel soul guarded steel soul which okay what i will say if if your goal or your thought is hey for my 182nd uh custode i'm gonna get this dude but I'm going to change his cloak, then I'm on board because that cloak is terrible. No, the cloak is terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's terrible. Absolutely. It's no, I'm not even going to. But like, see how he's like punching. Like, first of all, you have the lion yeah. shoulder plate, which already custodies. Like, that lion yes. symbology. All right. But you take that, that arm, right? Take that hammer out, yeah. replace that arm with like a, an axe or a fist just punching into the ground, and you got yourself a. Like you and you can also replace the head, obviously, with a helmet. But you got a pretty damn good model that looks like a custodian. I'm actually trying to see if I could find the conversion that someone did. I'm pretty sure someone did a conversion. And now, oh, probably sure. then, yeah. now, now that I'm looking for it, it's not going to show up, of course, because you know, of course, my head, you go to the mechanic. My engine is running, or my engine is making noises, and he goes, "I yep, don't hear anything." <laughs> I, I have to say, what, what's what I find funny, I, I, what I think I like least about the hobby is customization. I really? Like yeah. I, I now paint schemes and things like that. That's a whole nother thing. So my Marvel Crisis Protocol, I'm doing all of them in comic style, black line, everything like that. So, so that I'm fine with. But actually customizing models, like now, nah, like you, you made me this model. I'm happy with that model. Um, <laughs> I. To me, it doesn't bother me when they fit that look. I understand that it can bother other people. I can understand that that's an enjoyable part of the hobby for people. You know, I, I was an orc player when I did play 40K. And, you know, like, I modified my Stompa. Like, I customized him a little bit to be able to give him, like, the, the belly gun they're supposed to have. I literally just dremeled that giant hole into him and, and put some tubing in there. But other than that, I'm not big on customizing. I usually... If I'm going to get into a game or get into something or a faction or whatever it may be, I'm going to choose something because like I like what they've actually done. If I don't like what they've yeah. done, I I don't think I'll be able to change it in a good way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why I started Custodies. I mean, I obviously modified the Custodies because I'm a, I'm a fiend. But even just base Custodies look really stupid beautiful. You know, like the... No, agreed. Yeah, the, the, I, I, like even their um, I was I said, uh, oh, their contemptors, their forge world contemptors are just oh my god, I, I so I, I always have an argument with someone because someone goes oh the 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 um the what is it the purple ones uh, emperor's children the emperor children one look better and I'm like no 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 custodies contemptors with their their eagle wings and everything just look amazing cannot <laughs> compare cannot compare but yeah no that that's yeah. All right. So we we covered the good, the bad, the the in between. So in between. what? 
what game systems do you currently play? And let's let's caveat this a little bit because you know COVID is you know, a crazy yeah. thing right now. I, but I still play. I still play. No, I still Agreed. Play. But I think it's okay yeah. if it's like, oh, I was playing right before. I mean to play. I'm still actively working on it, and I plan oh, to play. Exactly. It yeah, yeah. I think it's okay to be yeah. like certain game. Maybe haven't played it in you know six months, but like, well, I'm still oh, yeah, working no. on. It. That's okay. I mean, it hasn't. It, funny enough, it hasn't changed. I sold off most of my armies when I moved into a house to kind of mm-hmm. just keep the armies that I actually use. Like you were saying, mentioned. Five- Firestorm Armada. I had, I don't know if you remember this, I had a massive Firestorm collection. Well, I remember. Remember I had a, the, the Drenzi, I had the Terrakians, I had uh, uh, God, I had I had a lot actually, Jesus Christ. I made a lot of money off that selling it. But yeah, yeah. no, um, yeah, I sold all that. The Drop Fleet Commander, Drop Zone Commander, I sold all those because I didn't have space in the apartment and honestly cleared space, no one was playing it. But if you're asking That's what true. games I play, it's always, well, Games Workshop is Games Workshop. They're, they're the <laughs> They're the Mexican cartels of the uh, of the uh, hobby world, supplying us the juicy, juicy drugs that we are so addicted to. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I, Warhammer forty thousand, Warhammer thirty thousand, um, Age of Sigmar, uh, mm. Warcry whenever I can. Uh, definitely Titanicus. Um, That's a great game. Yeah, and uh, so th- those are kind of your my main. But then I also have BattleTech. Battle, oh, BattleTech. I love BattleTech. For those uh, for those who don't uh, for those who want to play a game that there are two types of BattleTech. There's BattleTech, the the classic, which is at most you will take four mechs, and that'll still take a very long time. But it's it's very Hello. complex, but it's very balanced. Like you cannot break that game. If you try to build your own mech, you mech you need to learn like calculus. You you need to learn. It's it's absolutely insane how balanced that game is. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's not. You cannot break it. Um, and then you have Alpha Strike, which is I want to take twenty four Mexicans, twenty four Mexicans. It's much more zoomed out. Is a nice way. So BattleTech, yeah. obviously, I play. Um, and then I mean, and then Infinity, which I wanted to start. I I mean, I used to play Infinity uh, back in the day, but I just bought Infinity yeah, again. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's mostly GW. Mostly, me. I I don't play a lot of the. Oh, oh wait, wait. There is a board game I play. Hold on. Old and Dave's laughing probably because he knows what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, if you remember the name, usually. Oh yeah, Sandorini. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not too big into the board game hobby. No, no, I, I never. Uh, for me, so there's a reason why. For me, um, tokens are my bane of existence, um, mm-hmm. and which is ironic because I mentioned before that I love collecting armies and and buying the dice and. What I also tend to do is also buy tokens for that army. So mm-hmm. uh, a good example is, for example, my Battlefleet Gothic army that I have. I have my, well, luckily, my old Firestorm tokens that I never sold that basically yep. translated to Battlefleet Gothic. But, I, you know, that's as token as I'll go. You know, you go into, like, something like, uh, or, or Super Dungeon Explorer is not bad. Super Dungeon Explorer is another fun game I play that's a board game. I love Super Dungeon. I play that actually with kids. After school, I'm a teacher. So, but uh, I, in my after school program, I used to play Super Dungeon Explorer it was, as a campaign. You know, they actually leveled up and stuff, which was fun for them. Um, but yeah, no. So board you're, games you're me, talking about like chits and things like that, and meeples. Yes, so more of yeah, more more of when when you get into you know actually having pieces like terra- in the board game. Like, terraforming Mars drives me up the wall. Like I love that game. I absolutely yeah. love that game, but I would never set up and or clean up that game. It, I no, 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 no. Um, no. That sounds not too bad. 
Well, that's a, that gives you a good idea. Like that's not too bad, but yeah. to me, it's like it's hell on earth. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can I can appreciate someone who or, or the concept of if that's not for you, then certain games yeah. like that can can be too much or get overwhelming of having to put it all together. I, I do understand yeah. that. Um, Although, and then you have like the game, like the uh, build a castle. Oh, I, oh my god, the castle of um. Matt, oh, the castle of Mad King Ludwig. Yes, 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 yes. Even that one, it's a great game. I love that game. Mm-hmm. But just looking at the pieces, how many? Like, I'm glad you have it. Is the difference, yeah. you know? You have it. You can bring it. You can keep it in the Ziploc bags. I'll help you pick it up, but you keep it in the Ziploc bags. For me, it's yeah. just like I can't. Yeah. So no, I can you? understand. You know, <laughs> if if you do board games, if you really get into them, so that that is one part of the hobby that I. Yeah. I don't do as much uh, as as I would like to right now, but I mean, upstairs, I don't know. I got 50, 60 board games upstairs in my game room. Um, You know, a a lot of it is, yeah, you got to learn the rules. You got to know how it works. You got to be able to set up, break down, and explain. Now, um, Dan mentioned that, you know, he's a teacher, so I'm I'm a college professor. So, you know, I, I talk for a living. I explain things to people for a living. So I have no problem explaining board games. Or anything like that, and usually I want to be the one explaining it anyway. Um, the key point, by the way, is that you're a college professor. For those yes. that don't know, I teach middle school, and yeah, I get tired of explaining. <laughs> oh, I understand. Yeah, no, it, it is it is very different. Absolutely, very very different. Um, so game wise, um, up until I mean, I I played Titanicus as well, but up until uh, two to three weeks ago. I didn't. Even, I you know I bought my Age of Sigmar army literally within the last yes. several weeks. I haven't touched it since the game first came out. I played it once and I was like, Ugh, I don't like this game, and uh, I stopped playing. Wait, wait, wait. When did you? When, when did you play? It? Was I, that like the night it released? I played it that night. Oh, I played against no, our friend so you... Dexter. Yep. Oh. We, I played a bunch of. So the store owner of Maplewood Hobby, John, has. I don't want to even guess at how many points of orc stuff. But and he's vampires. got and, oh, and, oh yeah, and vampire. I forgot about his vampires. Vampires too. So both forty k and fantasy orcs. So I took a big old set of uh, fantasy orc stuff, a variety of fantasy orc stuff, and our friend Dexter. He played. He played something against me, and for the life of me, I don't remember what he played. He might have played some vampire stuff because that was just what was in the store. And it, like the this rules, first just, edition, right? Yeah, this is the rules had come out, and oh, they had no. been out for like an hour. We printed it off, and Rich, the store manager, was like, "Go figure out this game. Here, here's a bunch of models. Go figure this stuff out, guys." And I remember we went through it, and. Now, originally, just Sigmar. For anyone who's not aware, the rules were literally three pages. There was very little. And also, detail. no points. No, key, yeah, no key points. Point here. There were no <laughs> points for so, any so, of the models. Yeah, so there's the first thing. We throw a whole bunch of stuff on the table. And we're like, maybe, maybe it's okay. Um, Lord have mercy. When you come from a, a gaming background, if you were a brand new player to a game, you will take a game at face value, and you will take a rule set at face value because you do not know differently or do not know better or, or you don't know the alternative, whichever way to think about it. We were coming from, so I had played Warhammer Fantasy. I had played 40K. I had played a bunch of different games. So when you hand me a three-page rule set and up until that in my entire life, I've never been able to shoot in combat or into combat or be in combat and shoot and I suddenly don't see anything related just as shooting like, hey, pick a target. Make sure they're in range. 
go ahead and fire. I remember we were just like, wait, so wait, so I'm in combat with you here. Can I shoot those guys over there? Can I do this? Yeah. And and the answer to everything was yes. You could you could do essentially whatever you want. It was a it was a stopgap. And it was not a great stopgap because you could literally do just about anything. And if you were if Age of Sigmar was this sort of we need to tie over the people who play fantasy until we come up with an actual system in Age of Sigmar. There's some other reasons they did it. Obviously, they want to be able to um, copyright their stuff better and all that kind of things. And and fantasy had become a behemoth and impossible to get into. You were not getting new people in the fantasy because oh, no, you were not. You can't. I play- love fantasy, and it was just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna, fantasy had as Dave said, it was just a bloat. It's, it's a great game, don't get me wrong, but just a normal. Okay, so like I said, I played ogres, which are your big boy, forty mil bases ogres, mm-hmm. and even in a normal, what twenty five hundred point was the normal right? Yeah, in a normal twenty five hundred point tournament yep. list of ogres, I still had what? Hold on, uh, let me see here. Nine, six, six, three, three. So that's why it's twelve. Uh, 18, another nine. I still had like 30, 40 models on the table, which is a lot for an ogre army. Um, and then even for like orcs, I mean, Dave, how many? Oh, you played, um, what did you play in fantasy? I, you uh, in fantasy, so I had ogres for a bit and then I played demons. Um, how and many demons, demons would you take in the two game list? Oh, I'm not even sure. Um, so a good unit. So this is eighth edition fantasy. Earlier editions were a little different, but in eighth edition yeah. fantasy, you want to bring like a unit of uh, blood letters. You know, blood letters. You're probably going to want at least twenty of them bad boys in a unit. There's one unit. So um, if you play, lo and behold, if you play Skaven, you're going to have more models in a unit that <laughs> essentially <laughs> costs almost no points than anyone else has in their whole army. Replace Skaven slaves. Yep. <laughs> And, and the uh, the other big problem, and, and exactly as you said, in the standard twenty five hundred point game, forty k you can learn in five hundred points. It's not exactly the same. It's not as great, but I can teach you forty k in five hundred points. We can play some games. You can learn. Hey, you'll get the seven fifty. We can play some more stuff. We can work our way up. You can't start fantasy. I would say less than probably fifteen hundred points for it to that's feel. Even pushing it, believe it or not. Yeah, it's pushing. Yeah, it probably is. Anything less than that, it's not going to be a fantasy. You're going to have like a couple, you're going to have like two units, and it won't have any feel of the game. Small 40K feels like 40K on a budget. Small fantasy doesn't feel like the same game. It feels, no, it feels bad. It's just, it doesn't feel great. No, it plays terribly. It absolutely did. But yeah, no, you you played Sigmar First Edition. Oh. Yeah. My lord. So, so you would need tons of models and stuff like that. So I understand you. Know, they held over, but they held yeah. over with no information. It was it was very rough. So I didn't touch Sigmar yeah. for. I played like another game or two after that, but I waited years again. Now I picked it up and 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 it's cool. I'm I'm hoping this weekend to maybe get some games in of it, try some things out. I will say I will say as someone who plays Sigmar, mm-hmm. the newest rule set is pretty amazing. Um, what what I was hoping for, I and I do. I oh boy, I hope no one 30k listens to this. And I get like death threats at my house. <laughs> so the one thing I like about 40K, there, there's a criticism and there's a positive here. So the one thing I love about 40K is the secondary objectives. Um, now, that being, said, that being said, this I hate the fact that they're releasing um, specific secondary objectives for certain armies. 
right? Because then it kind of it kind of army gates the secondary objectives. Yep. And if you make some easier to get than others, then it's like, oh well, wow, you got fifteen points, and I'm working for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also makes a it also makes a gap in releasing the army. Oh, you get these easy ones, but I'm still using the normal ones. So anyway, that's not. But I do like the idea of secondary objectives, and I that's the thing I like about Titanicus as well. You, it's not just oh, I sit on objective and wait till the end of the game to see who wins. Your the game is always happening. You're always scoring every turn, and if you have, I think how many secondaries are there? There's. 18 secondaries 20 let's say 20 i'm gonna round up let's say there's 20 secondaries yeah, let's do it at least. you only take three of them yeah you only take three of them and you, and my opponent takes three so the combinations the variations are gonna have i can take a completely different set of secondaries with a completely different army that and then you are probably used to secondaries but you might look at my army and say no no, no actually it's easier to take this secondary. so you might even switch so i, I love that yeah. sigmar and their new edition started doing that with their secondaries now obviously they're not the <laughs> the other problem with 40k secondaries is that they go up to 100 points and that's that's kind of uh, freaking annoying I hate, I hate i hate i hate that note but sigmar it doesn't go up to that you know you, you score i think it's it's between and at maximum at maximum two points for secondary or maybe yeah. i think it's three points for a secondary but you'll score multiple things so like you'll score an objective Oh, you have uh, an objective, one point. You have two objectives, two points. You have more than your opponent, three points. Oh, you scored your secondary this turn, two points. That's a five-point swing right there, and that's good. Five points per turn is fine. When you get to like 40K, it's like, oh, there's 27 points, 33. It, it's just, it's too much. Five, it's a low you know, game. Yeah, it's a low-scoring game. But I, they got that secondaries in there. So now you have secondaries that you can choose. And not only that, you can, not only do you have secondaries you can choose, your army has its own basic secondary before the game even starts. Right? Which is, I think, awesome. And I wish they would do this for 30K. The one, I love showing people 30K. And I know people love 40K because it's a little easier to get into because they got rid of weapon skill and strength. But 30K does have that nostalgic, you know, it does have that coolness value, right? But the problem with 30k is the missions are seventh edition, which is fight each other. Oh, is it turn six? Okay, see who's on the objective. Whoever has more objectives wins. And then there's you, some secondaries, but they're the old secondaries. So you oh, you get one point for the warlord. Meanwhile, I get five points for standing on the objective. So it's like, oh, okay. It as well stand you play a lot of game for a very a very short outcome at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I will let you know that I, I know you're gonna start playing now with more Sigmar, but Sigmar, in my opinion, yeah. is a much, much, much better game than it was when it first Agreed. came out. Like, oh, it, even it's, first edition, second edition, yeah, yeah, no, it it is much better just by looking at it, reading through the rules a few times. It 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 it, it has a good feel, and I, you know, when I when I think about 40k, I wish I cared about 40k the way I want to care about it. And I do not. And to me, it's a shame that I do not. Because I would like is that, to. Is, is that you wish you could play it? Yeah. I, I, I wish I cared to play it. I wish it looked entertaining. Yeah. It does not. The lore is great. Think, Everything about it is great, yeah. except the game itself. So here's the thing. I love the game of 40. Okay. So if I had to place orders of like 
what games I love the most. It's mm-hmm. Titanic is in, Titanic is at the top. Uh, Titanic just kind of yeah. solves everything for me. It's got the alternative movement, which God, I love alternative yeah. movement. Please, games, please. Yeah. Alternative activations. If, if someone randomly listens to us, game developers, please, alternative, alternative movement, please. Please, yeah. it's just so much better. Anyway, so it's got alternate movement, it's got secondary objectives, it's got a card deck which you can randomize the battlefield, which is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Completely throws your plans. Oh, I got this one shot army bullshit, you know, alpha strike nonsense. And then all of a sudden, the card is oh, we use the FFG. Way. I think it was you said it was a Star Wars Armada way of choosing uh, the planet, Star Wars right? Legion, the way Legion, Legion does yeah. It. So, and so I what can you be do like, is you oh. lay out the cards and yeah. it, you essentially lay them out in a grid and then. Each player in, in in an order you determine gets to remove or essentially flip a card on the furthest left or choose not to. You do that a total of twice per player. Whatever is left in the leftmost spot is what you actually play. So if you start with a battlefield and you're like, I can't have that battlefield, you could use one of your attempts to flip it. Sure. Oh. And that's and someone who takes an alpha strike army can be like, oh, are you taking an alpha strike army? Okay, we're playing on a fire planet. Enjoy your first turn getting all in the red zone and blowing yourself up. You know, it's it, it gives you that tactical advantage. And not actually an advantage, but it gives you that ability to kind of fight cheese a little fair. You know? Yeah. And it varies and the then, game up, which is nice. Yeah. And then second, of course, is 30K. Uh, I do love 30K. God, I freaking love 30K. And I think it's more the community that I love than the actual game. Because the, the community is small enough that if someone's an asshole, like, they are known and they get kind of like banned from events. So everyone is exceptionally nice to each other. Um, yeah. Scary, though. even in tournaments. Like there's really no tournaments for 30K, but there's a lot of events for 30K. And people are just exceptionally, crazily friendly. Because such, you know, I bought this expensive Forge World Army. So did you. You know, it's, it's hey, let's have fun. And then there's- it goes Sigmar, and then fourth is 40K. I, I love 40K, but it's not... The problem with 40k, um, and this is some, someone who plays a lot, is that when you when they release these new codexes, these new codexes are miles above power levels of of what the old armies were. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they released Space Marines, they've released um, Dark Eldar, they've released oh my god, the Mechanicus, which that's 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 in its own tier, by the way. I should point out, Mechanicus is is there's it's not even miles above. It's it's its own different stratosphere. It's a, a different planet in levels of power. But um, these new books that they release, the problem is that they're so much of a power differential between, let's say, my book, which is Custodes in 8th edition, and The Sisters of Battle, which is a new book in ninth edition. The power differential is massive. So it kind of feels bad when you're trying to play not even a tournament, just a normal game, and I bring my tournament-heavy list, and you're just bringing a fluffy Sisters of Battle list, and I'm, like, struggling against your worst units it's it's a feel bad situation and it, it doesn't feel great and this I, it, turned it's, it's, it's turned yeah, itself into very much a game where you have to have that if it's not a tournament you have to have that discussion with your opponent of what kind of game are we going to play tonight yes yes which is what funny enough if you it was first edition that's for what first edition sigmar was yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. That was when we didn't have points. Oh, what type of game are we having fun? Are we gonna try to beat it? And as much as I don't mind talking to my opponent about that, it's it's still. <sighs> Listen, when, I'm not asking you about. Up, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. When you're showing up on hobby night 
and you only got so much time to play. And maybe we didn't prearrange a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having that discussion, but you want that discussion yeah. to be real fast. You don't want to have to necessarily rebuild your list. You want to be able to say like, hey, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, I'm bringing this stuff and it, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll feel mean, fine. Yeah, I'm not asking for Battletech levels of balance. You know, again, Battletech, if you want to look at a balance game, you look at Battletech. It, it's just yeah. the, the point values are in the thousands, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, oh, a mech <laughs> can change one part of it and it'll go from 17 or 7,400 BV, which is their points, to now all of a sudden 5,300. Like it, 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 the math in it is insane. I'm not asking for a balanced game like Battletech. Because it's hard. It's hard to balance a game, especially when you have the, the amount of races that GW has. But oh, absolutely. It's just, it, 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 you kind of hit the nail on the head. I don't want to go to a game night and be like, oh, I guess we're playing a tournament game. Well, the list I brought is not going to win a damn thing. Or yeah. like, oh, I brought a tournament list. You only brought your favorite models. Well, now I feel like a jerk for pounding you into the dirt. Because yeah. even me rolling poorly means I'm still going to beat you senselessly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, that, I don't like that. It's not great. That's why, I mean, again, I, I favor more to 30K. It doesn't mean that 30K doesn't have janky lists. You know, again, every, every, every game you can build jank. You can go yeah. cheesy. But again, because the community in 30K is so sm- I shouldn't say so small. There are thousands of people. But because the 30K, I don't know, it's just weird. It, it, they're just... It's a smaller hobby, and because it's a smaller hobby, people look out for each other more. They 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 want people to join their hobby. I don't know if that no, makes that, any sense. No, it absolutely uh, makes sense. But, I mean, if if in in forty k terms, you don't have to worry about that as much because you go to any hobby shop that plays a miniature game, and I guarantee you they're playing forty k, and I guarantee you can probably find yeah. ten people or whatever it may be. Yeah. Some shops a lot oh, yeah. more, but you can find people. If you're playing some really niche game, or at least for your area, it's a niche game. You need if you need people to get into the game, you gotta be nice. You gotta really be welcoming. You gotta make them feel like this is the best experience they're gonna have. So yeah, I, I think you absolutely have to do that. And I could see why in thirty yeah. K with the money some of these people are putting into their armies and the desire to play it. Yep. If, if there's only a few people, if we're not you gonna be friends to be, and play this, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't afford to be <laughs> you can't mean. afford to be a jerk. No. I'll put a wow. uh, personal story. There is, I'm not going to say the name, obviously, but there is someone yeah. well known. And this is the funny part. I, this is, it's not even a joke. There is a 30K player that mm. I know of. And it's not just I know of. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York, the 30K communities know of this person. And he is literally just not invited to their events. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yeah. New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, all different states completely different communities know of this one person because of what he did. I think it's not what he did, but the way he acted at two events, two events. Yeah. And he's essentially banned because it, it, that's the level of community. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a weird kind con- And I mean, if I had to choose a game, I wish to play. Um, yeah. Okay. And well, I know I'll, I sold I'll it give off. you a moment to think about that. While you think oh, about I, this, so I'll I, mention no. a little bit of what I do. I got it. Um, so, I, guess I, I I do Mage of Sigmar. I play a lot of other random games. So I, I play Marvel Crisis Protocol as well. Um, the One of the big games I've played a lot lately is A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Um, I think through COVID slash quarantine, I was playing a minimum of one to two games of it a week. So I got like a couple, you know, like 100 games now under my belt of that. Absolutely love the game. 
Um, I don't get to play it very much in person because there's not a great community right now, although they're working on it. Some areas are working on it. And then just, you know, like I said, Infinity, a lot of small things or, or, or other things. I, I try to, I try now to avoid suddenly getting interested in, in new things because I already have too many I'm doing. Like I have X-Wing stuff. I haven't played it in a bit, but hey, I talked to this guys the other week. Maybe I go back out and play some X-Wing, you know. But, yeah. so, so what do you wish you were playing? Is there a game that you oh, currently yeah, are yeah, not so playing that you want to? My, so my absolute favorite type of game, yeah. It's this is a problem because there's no company makes this anymore. I mm. we play it in the store because with I love with an undying passion space games. There's something about space naval games, like space I should say space naval games, but like space games that act like naval games that yeah. I absolutely enjoy. Sure, they're stupidly slow sometimes, but it's something about big big ships launching mm. torpedoes and it's the, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that's just my favorite. So I I wish that Firestorm Armada never fell. And again, that's a conversation for another time. I wish Firestorm Armada was. I love Drop Fleet Commander. It's not a space game. And let me put that. It's more of a. It's a as well as a drop fleet game. It's a you drop troops on a planet and you know you kill each other, but you also need to drop. So it's just more of a tactical game. Um, but the game I'm loving right now is Battlefleet Gothic, and I wish I could play it mm-hmm. more. And I wish more people because. It, 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 so for those who don't know, Battlefleet Gothic is Warhammer 40,000 in space. And again, it was written by Andy Chambers, the, the man, the myth, the legend. And with Battlefleet Gothic, sure, you have your ships in space, but some of the tokens that you use is, for example, your torpedoes. Your torpedoes aren't, you know, shots that just disappear after you roll the dice. Torpedoes are something you actually have to put on the board and they travel until they leave the board. So you can shoot a salvo of 12 torpedoes, let's say 12 torpedoes in, in, in waves of two. So that's mm-hmm. six two-shot torpedoes that are now flying through the board, right? And you yep. can space them out any which way you want, but they will, they will always travel their 20 centimeters every single turn. Mm-hmm. So it's acting like an actual naval torpedo. It's just, that to me is so stupid cool to see that across the board. Um, and I wish I could play that more. The video game, I think, had probably a lot of people wishing that the game existed yes. currently. Now, yes, now, there's a group of people. Agree. There's a group of people who took the rules. Um, overall, I'm mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel that they changed yes. the rules when they did it. Much, okay, so I know this is what I had to together nicely. Yes. So uh, what he, what Dave is talking about is uh, so there's there's two types of rule sets for Battlefleet. Um, and there's always contention between the two rule sets, which I always find funny. People fight over these all the time. So there's Battlefleet Remastered. Battlefleet Remastered mm-hmm. is quite literally Battlefleet Gothic with all the errata, all the facts put into it, not touching the uh, ships at all, but changing the points around to be more balanced. Is that what uh, we what play? Davis, no. So we play okay. Battlefleet XR. Battlefleet okay. XR is exactly the same thing. It's The rule set is the same. I mean, there's, I think... I swear to God, there's two differences. Uh, and I can even tell you that the two differences are uh, it allows you to stack the ordinance. Remaster does mm-hmm. not. And it allows you to board when you're on certain orders. Right? In, okay. in Remastered, you're not allowed to board when you're on any orders whatsoever. In oh. XR, you're allowed to board. I shouldn't say board. Uh, lightning strike. Right? I, I know mm-hmm. you're Necrons. You don't lightning strike. But you can lightning strike. No, we do not. Uh, if oh, no, you're we only, lightning strike is essentially oh, all we okay. do. Okay. So uh, you can you can if you're on lock on orders, 
or if you're on oh, there was one more but that's it so it just opens up a little bit more of a it opens up more of a ability to to lightning strike you're not too limited but the major mm-hmm. reason we play xr uh, the major difference between that and remastered is that it took all the armies that that but balanced it just like Remastered did, but it took yeah. armies and it expanded them. So, for example, Dark Eldar had two ships. That was, that was it. it. That was it. I'm not actually Nothing. joking about that. It was two ships, and it's not even. They were. Uh, it wasn't a capital. It wasn't a, a a battleship and a cruiser. It was a cruiser and a frigate, and they couldn't ally with Eldar either. So that was your Dark Eldar list. Enjoy. So they were essentially them. unplayable. They were playable. They were oh my god, they were they were amazing ships. Okay, um, so they were good like ships, the, but it would be you have a bunch of one and a bunch of the other. Another, okay. it's, yeah, it's not fun. And what XR no, did is it fun. expanded the roster. It took the theme of De- Dark Eldar, I should say. It took the theme of Dark Eldar and expanded it to I think ten or twelve ships, which is what most armies have. I mean, Pearl mm-hmm. Guard obviously have a bajillion, um, but um, yeah, it expanded to like ten or twelve ships and. Uh, and you know they balanced them, gave them the appropriate points, but yeah, that's what they did. They they expanded the even Necrons. Necrons originally, I know you play Necrons, so yes. your Necrons only had. Uh, hold on, give me a second. I'm trying to think of the original one, two, three, so six ships. That's it. You they only don't have ships. any more now. No, no, they have like eight or few more, nine, a few more, but they only had six ships. And, and, yeah. and if you're missing that version of a ship, oh, sucks for you, bro. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And so they they and this is where, of course, people argue because some people go, oh, "That's just a uh, modern, not modernizing." What's the word I'm looking for? That's just a uh, generalizing the race. Is that what they say? The argument yeah. is usually, "Oh, Dark Eldar should only have two ships. If you give them more, it's going to generalize it." Right? Uh, so uh, oh, maybe like a watering down. Yeah, watering down essentially. But okay. then. If you just read the rules, you realize that they have the same rules as Dark Elders, that now they have a capital ship option or a battleship option. You know what I mean? It's still a light ship, it's still armed with paper, but you can design a, a different ship. It just you, you don't just have two sets of models on the board, you can have up to eight different sets of models. It looks better. It, it, you know what it, I mean? it, um, it feels yeah. like a game. You have yes, yes. options, and me having six, seven, eight, or depending on faction, that doesn't feel like a game. That doesn't feel balanced, yeah, doesn't feel and that's a, it's a feel bad. The end it of is. The day. Also, I should point out. Also, should point out that they uh, added also, like for example, as you play Space Marines, um, mm-hmm. you know, Space Marines only had <laughs> Lord have mercy. Space Marines had uh, five options. You had your battle barge, you had your strike cruiser, and by the way, you couldn't customize them either. Bit back, I shouldn't say that. You can customize them when the FAQ came out. Uh, but you had your battle barge, strike cruiser, and three sets of frigates, and they were like, "That's not right." Because in the fluff, you know, Space Marines sometimes use Imperial vessels, right? So they open, mm-hmm. but the in the fluff for people who before I go to fluff, Space Marines are not allowed Nova cannons or lances because of the horse yeah. heresy. It, they they lost that privilege. So what the, the XR did was it took all the ships that were non Nova Cannon, non Lances, they added them to the Space Marine roster, and you have to pay okay. extra points for them because now you're filling them with Space Marines instead of normal Guard, but you're allowed to take those ships in certain quantities. So now okay. you have access to these. Imper- so what's really cool, and I'm shouting out another company here, Soulforge Studios. Um, what's really cool if you like look at Soulforge Studios, right? They have 3D printing services for uh, Battlefleet Gothic. 
you can take the 3D model of the Imperial vessel, but then you could stick a Space Marine prow on it. You know? So now you yeah. have a completely, and it's legal. That would be legal. You know what I mean? And it mm. technically would also be WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. And that's really cool. That's what XR did. And again, some people don't like the fact that you can that they modified the rules or they added Dark Elder. But to me, listen, if I want to show someone Battlefleet Gothic, which is hard to do because there are no models, and I want to play more of it, right? That's the question. I want to play more of it. Um, when I'm trying to show someone Battlefleet Gothic, I'm not going to be like, oh, you really like Dark Elder? Here are your two ships. Enjoy. Build a list with this. That's that's dumb. I'm sorry. That's, that's stupid. That that's, that's not, not how nothing you to be it. sorry about. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to. No one's going to get excited about that. Yeah. No one's going to get excited. You know, and I I think uh, one of our friends, Brian, actually did Dark Eldar. And he was yep. even like, wow, okay, I actually remember not having choices. This is pretty cool. That's that's yeah. the point. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I actually, no, I don't get why people get so bent out of shape about it. Because it's a game that hasn't been supported in, I don't even know how long. It was not a game when I started in the hobby, you know, at that point. So this game has been defunct for so long. People found a way to both keep it alive, keep it active. Their Discord server is is, is for the active. for the XR one is it's very active. You know, it, they're keeping this game alive, and if you like it, they're updating it. You know, there's very few games that you can look back, say ten years. Don't even go further than that. Go ten years, and say that it is a well thought out, well put together, without problems rule set game. Most games do not fit that because game design, game theory improves and changes. What what works well changes and 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 alters over time. Hopefully. Hopefully. You know. <laughs> so uh, they'll maybe bring it back at some point. But uh, so you mentioned you know that because you want to play a, a a space battle game. I am very much the same. The game I wish I was playing more of was Star Wars Armada. But um, yeah. When 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 uh when AMG. You know, when they took over the Star Wars license, they even said, yeah, Armada, it's 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 on hiatus. Like, we're not saying we'll never do anything, but we're not currently making anything for it. And a lot of that is because, you know, they don't want to dip into legacies for their information, probably because Disney won't let them or or maybe they don't want to, you know. Probably Disney. Well, let's be honest. I'm sure a good <laughs> bit of that. But there's if, if you really think in Star Wars, if you're not going to go to to legacies old canon there's not a lot of capital ships no there's not you have to so for those of you who for for those people might not know legacies is basically a defunct canon of star wars when uh disney took over and redid star i shouldn't say redid they added more to star wars they took a lot of the books which were written you know about star wars everything yeah let's look yeah they took everything and kind of just said nope we're rewriting it um Which sucks because those books were rich, rich with new ships, new weapons, new everything. And you look at like new material. Yeah, it was it was good. It was very. I have um. Oh my god, I still have. I don't know if you know they're like compendiums for Star Wars. Oh yeah. Here are the planets of Star Wars. Here are the weapons of Star Wars. I have one for ships. And it's like a 300 page. Yeah, exactly. It's like a 300 page book of just drawings of different types of ships. It's insanity. Mm. How many capital, well, I shouldn't say capital, but frigate sized and higher ships there were. And then you look at the new ships and there's star destroyers and bigger star destroyers. Yeah. And bigger star destroyers. Imperial one, the Imperial, you got interdictors. I mean, for, for rebels and Imperials, there is a a good mix 
of ships. Absolutely. They just uh, a couple years ago came out with um, Clone Wars era stuff. So they did. Um, oh, I remember that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the Republic Separatists and stuff like that. And they, they each got uh, a starter box and like a ship or two. That was it. And then, you know, unfortunately, they're like, yeah, it's, it's defunct now. It's, you know, we'll maybe yeah. get to it. So they they haven't killed the game, but essentially they said, you know, like, we're going to support you with tournaments and all, but we're not putting you out any new product. If you don't have new product, how are you going to keep a game going? So Yeah, you don't. Meanwhile, that's probably, not going to lie, it's probably the next stuff that I'm selling, just because I, I haven't played in a while. The, the Red Seal Gaming near us, and I forget where their new store is. I'll make sure to shout them out next time, because it's a great place. Um, some people there play, and I know could get some games in, but I'm like, you know what? Realistically, it's oh, probably going to go there. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, I, I could go there. It, it's not too much that problem. It's more of, um, you know, how long until it dwindles? How long until there's maybe less people playing? And I already have a bunch of games. I already, honestly, have too many games right now. The last thing I need is something different to play. I would like yeah. to. It would be great. Uh, just can't do it. I can't. Uh, all right, we've, we've been going for a bit, so it probably feels um, apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like it's probably good. I'm always surprised how long we talk. I know. Uh, with this, I I had to say I was. I didn't. I, I I. So we. I just wrote down a few questions in our show notes to be able to kind of get this part going, and apparently that's all we needed. Apparently. Um, so. Um, Thank you, anyone who does listen. Um, if you have any questions, anything like that, a uh, good spot for that is you can always reach out to the email. It's terrainkickersnj at uh, gmail.com. Um, if you found us on one of the different podcasting sources, we're, we're working on getting onto all the different ones, iTunes, Google, all of that. If you like anything you hear, please do um, leave you know, leave a review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, everything. Any of that just helps other people to find us. Um, I think for next episode, um, we're looking at, uh, we're still debating whether this, we're going to see if it's going to be weekly, every other weekly. The concept of weekly is nice, but the concept of having time weekly is not. But um, I think <laughs> next episode, we'll go through a little bit. Um, you had mentioned last time to talk about um, 3D, 3D printing. printing and I think, like yeah. yeah, so the I think we're going to talk about printing. that. Um, I, th I think that's a good topic. I think we'll go through 3D printing, what it means for both the hobby, what it means for individuals, and what it means for even, like you said, for, for Battlefield Gothic kind of concepts of reviving yeah. defunct games, maybe showing that interest all over again. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. All right. All, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. I'm Dave. That's Dan. And, you know, see everyone around and get to painting. <laughs>